Good evening and welcome back to Ulcerative Colitis Motherhood and Me. I'm Ulcerative Colitis Mama and tonight's episode I kind of wanted to move away from the, the content of the last few sort of weeks really, the last few episodes. Um, I realised that a lot of the content I've been discussing has been quite deep, been quite dark and, and it I've kind of found it hard to kind of get away from it really. Um, of course there's still a lot of stuff I'm trying to work through and process myself but um, I'm trying to sort of push myself a bit more forward as well and, and get on with sort of current things that are happening in my life and important things. Um, so I'm, I'm very aware it's going to probably sound like a complete um, juxtaposition to the last few episodes I've been posting. Um, but I just kind of wanted to make something a little bit more light-hearted, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more me really. Um, so tonight's episode, I'm going to be looking more into the the ongoing stuff with me really, um, but I'm hoping it won't be as deep and dark and, you know, um, sort of emotional as the last few episodes have been. So without further ado, let's get started with tonight's episode. So um, tonight I wanted to sort of talk about things that are like sort of happening you know uh, currently really um so as many of you listeners know that um me and big j are getting married in the autumn so you know i've been doing quite well um sort of been very very organized since day one really since we actually went into the venue and actually looked around and thought hey you know we can do this here um so everything kind of snowballed really um leading up to christmas um because i wanted to get the vast majority of the stuff organized like way in advance really um and of course with everything at the time you know covid was still very much kind of uh dictating what what we all did um especially in the uk at the time and i was very conscious that you know i didn't want the you know the wedding to get postponed or anything like that so um i wanted to get as much organized as i could within reasonable time um without sort of jumping in too much and making big decisions and then sort of changing my mind sort of further along the line so um yeah okay it sounds pretty superficial like wedding planning um and you know it's not for everyone and you know it's I never thought I'd get to this sort of stage really um so me and Big G have been together sort of 19 years now um we've been together since I left high school um and yeah, we've we've stuck it out pretty long. We've we've definitely in it for the long run. So um, and we we've also done things sort of very much like the scenic route, which is becoming my mantra really. Um, how my sort of how my life sort of pans out. Um, so when we actually agreed, you know, we've we've been together nineteen years, living together for eleven, and engaged for ten. So you know, it's it's a pretty big deal for us certainly for me probably more than big g um and that's mainly because you know it's we've waited i've waited a long time for this for this to happen really i i didn't really foresee our 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 wedding day um mainly because big g's quite a shy guy he's quite reserved he's um doesn't like you know a lot of attention his way so you know, it's always been quite a sensitive subject, um, especially after we got engaged, because then obviously, you know, generally when you get engaged, there is a wedding 
in the you know sort of the future um I didn't expect it to be this far in the future but still you know it's happening now so let's go with it um so to try and sort of take the pressure off a little bit I've sort of done most of the wedding planning um never done anything like this before you know it it organizational skills you know I'm 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 okay um but then organizing a wedding is a completely different kettle of fish it's very much um a lot of people pleasing a lot of um sort of arranging things getting sort of themes and stuff like that and that was something that I hadn't really considered before um so apologies if you hear any strange noises in the background it's just my six-month-old puppy so she's um she's sort of sat in the bed sort of I don't know what she's doing and um, just generally being a nuisance <laughs> so yeah so the wedding planning as though as daft and as superficial as it sounds and you know it's not for everybody um it's certainly a whole new ball game and it certainly kept me very busy now I was pretty organized from the get-go um as soon as we booked the wedding really and sort of trying to I, I got like an app and everything just to help guide me along because I had no idea where to start um anyway you know I've, I'm sort of doing quite well I'm almost 80% complete now <laughs> um but I think as time was ticking and I, I you know people do say oh you know once you book you out it, it goes very quickly so just be mindful that time does pass quite quickly and you know we sort of booked the venue about August September time and now we're July and you know we're, we're hitting sort of like the three month mark now and although I've got a lot of things organized sort of way ahead of time I still feel very much like on edge and I'm not quite sure why um and I was talking to one of my colleagues about it today and she seems to think it's probably because I've got so much organized that I'm thinking shouldn't I be doing something right now so um having a couple of teething issues with the RSVPs which you know it it, it happens I can't expect everybody to turn up um but it's a bit like well so and so's partner can't come because they've got work the next day and and I'm thinking that's fine that that's that's absolutely fine but you know I just I'm very much in the you, you know and I do appreciate you know we all work we all um have commitments and stuff and but, you know, people that really want to come will come, won't they? You know, it's, um, so I'm of that mindset. And if they don't want to come, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, you know, it's, it's about me and Big G at the end of the day. And it's about us, um, you know, making things official between us. Um, so, you know, it's just a bonus that there will be people, you know, there that we love and care about. Um, thankfully, everybody that, invited to the ceremony which I think is probably the most sort of important part of the day is is coming they've RSVP'd so that's fine um it's just sort of like ironing out some of the teething issues with the evening people um so yeah it's um it's sort of coming together I'm happy now I've got a date to give notice and that was something that was really really stressing me out um since about January um, and for those who aren't, who don't live in the UK, um, I don't know if it's the same sort of across the board, really, that um, we're having a, what, what's called a civil wedding. So we're not having a religious wedding. Um, neither Big G nor I are religious people. 
Um, so it'd be quite hypocritical for us to to go forward with a religious ceremony if we're not actually religious. So, um, so having a civil ceremony, which basically means we're having, um, basically, it, it kind of like I, I guess um, people going to courthouses and stuff and having it done that way. So um, what we have to do is, although we're getting married in one county where it's one um, local authority officiating the wedding, we have to then apply to our local council to uh, give notice, uh, essentially apply for our wedding licence and just sort of state that we're legally able to marry each other. I really, really hope so because we've got a kid together. So Um, I'm a house and a dog. Um, so it's just about making sure that we're legally allowed to marry, that we're not married to anybody else, which I highly doubt because, uh, you know, we've been together since we were teenagers. So, um, unless he's kind of disappeared out of the country for a while or, um, so yeah, it's just the, the actual official bit of getting married. Um, it was becoming a bit of a nightmare to get an appointment with our local council to actually do that. Um, I think maybe with loads of postponements and various other things, um, it was becoming a bit of a nightmare to um, to get hold of anyone really. Um, and eventually they did offer an appointment, so that thankfully we've got that all sorted. Um, so yeah, that's that's all in hand now. Um, and it is. It's just um, then we've had the last minute oh, I've got some distant family that may or may not be in the country around about the time of the wedding, so I may or may not have to invite them, which is, it's not that I don't want to, but it's I kind of wanted to keep it intimate, and it's caused a little bit of tension amongst the family um, because I'm trying to make it fair to both sides as well. Um, I have a big family. Big G doesn't. He has a lot of friends and a lot of various friend circles and I don't. So it, it was a bit of a compromise really that at the ceremony it'd be more of my family and more of his friends, you know, to try and balance it out. Um, but of course it means I can't invite everybody. And there were reasons, there was a lot of reasons why I couldn't invite certain people as well. And And I was quite ruthless really because... <laughs> Well, you can't invite everybody, and I wanted an intimate wedding. So, at the moment, it stands at sort of thirty-nine um, people to the ceremony, and possibly between sixty-nine and seventy-two people for the evening service, uh, evening uh, do. So, um, we're not having the actual sit-down reception because that's just totally not our thing at all. It's just too much pomp and. Um, ceremony for us so the thing is you sat down with a list of the people who you want there the most and then it's it gets a bit silly because if you invite so and so you're gonna have to invite their wife or their kids or whatever and it goes on and on and on and on and on and oh you've got to invite so and so because so and so will feel offended if you don't and so we've been quite ruthless and we've kind of kept it on the down low from you know social media and things um there've been a few little hints and things sort of scattered around but there's not been anything um you know I'm not putting any sort of countdown markers or anything on my social media I'm not putting any uh I'm not sort of overtly talking about the wedding because I know there's a 
damn sight a lot of people that don't know um, and aren't invited, unfortunately. And it's not that I'm trying to purposely exclude people either, but I've just got to try and keep the numbers fair and down. <clears throat> it's taken us nearly 20 years to get to this point and I'm so wary that Big G is going to get overwhelmed by it, as am I, that I don't want to get it too big because as soon as it gets too big, that's when one of us is going to snap and we're going to feel quite um, panicked by the whole thing. So um, so we've tried, we've whittled it down basically. Um, and the thing is, we've always got space for extra people if, you know, certain people don't turn up or whatever. So, but it is, I don't know if anybody out there has had the experience of sorting out the guest list, but it's been my least favourite job if you like the least favorite part of organizing a wedding um luckily I've got amazing bridesmaids and friends that you know are able to give me lots of sort of advice really um and I suppose the trick is not to get upset that you know there is going to be somebody that is going to be offended down the line somewhere so you might you know you've just got to kind of grin and bear it really um, and it is, like I said, it's not purposely excluding people. It's just sort of um, making sure that those that we sort of love and cherish the most are, are, are there um, and take priority. The people that have supported us, you know, from the beginning or um, things like that, really. So it's sort of coming together. Um, I've got my hen party on Saturday so I'm nervous and excited um, and just generally curious, really, because I've had some very um, cryptic kind of messages from my bridesmaids. So, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cryptic, um, though I'm not too worried about this, this particular hen party because this is with the people that know me the best and this is the people that... Um, actually you know are very much taken to account what what I like and what I don't like um that being said my nursing colleagues are also planning one which I expect to be a complete carnage and somebody is going to end up uh in A&E or in the back of an ambulance because um unfortunately uh healthcare professionals we work hard but we play harder um and they're a very uh scary bunch so um i i don't know what to expect from from that point but um yeah so the my my first and my sort of main hand party if you like so i kind of put the feelers out a few weeks ago with my two bridesmaids um and basically i said look what do i need to bring what do i need to wear what what can you sort of elaborate? So I don't know how much I believe them though. So they, they started saying, oh, you know, wear something comfortable, then something smart casual, something dressy. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Then they started throwing these little, I, I'm guessing they're red herrings, like a, a swim costume, a ski suit and a tutu. So I was like, um, I'm pretty sure I don't own a ski suit or a tutu, but okay um and something waterproof so I was like well if you're asking me to bring a swimsuit why do I need to bring something waterproof I'm not I'm not quite sure what that, all that's about um 
I, I do try and each time I see them or, or we, we chat online, um, I do try and get a little bit more information out without kind of ruining this surprise because I do love surprises, believe it or not. Um, only nice ones. And um, so as far as I'm aware, I still need to sort of go with the first sort of like the, the casual, smart casual, dressy swimsuit thing. So then I said, sort of, um, I've also got to be ready for before 9am on Saturday morning. I am being collected. So um, I did sort of say, because obviously my three closest friends are men, so um, which incidentally are my bridesmaids' husbands. Uh, well, two of them are. The, the other one um, isn't married, bless him. He's quite happy uh, sort of with his own company. Um, but the three three nicest guys that you know um, a tomboy could have, and um, I I was out with them on the weekend, and I just sort of said, um, so are the boys still coming? So um, I said I said this to one of my um, boy mates, um, and he just sort of gave me a very non-committed answer. So I was like, okay, fine. Um, then his wife did reassure me that, um, it's a nice hen party and that it's going to help me de-stress. So I've got a couple of ideas, but then they threw something really strange in by saying, well, obviously a few people couldn't come, you know, due to whatever. And I think, no, that's fine. That's fair enough. You know, it's the middle of the summer. People have got commitments, you know, money doesn't stretch so far and, you know, things happen, so that's fine. Um, and it was quite, not short notice, but it was a bit like abrupt, sort of, oh, hey, I'm having my hand party in July. Um, so my bridesmaid then goes on to say, um, so there may be a few empty seats. So that kind of threw my other, sort of that kind of threw one, idea I had out the window because yeah it doesn't really make sense um so yeah I'm intrigued intrigued slightly worried um I'm more worried if you know I can where I'm going to get dressed and my makeup put on <laughs> um so but a few you know a few of my closest girlfriends are coming so I am uh looking forward to it so we shall see and I'm sure I will uh I will sort of report in after the weekend just to say that I've survived if nothing else um and it's really weird because I I've, I've been on hen parties well sort of not many um because obviously most of my friends are men um so I kind of have an idea of what to expect but at the same time I've, it's never been the focus has never been on me so it's very different and being a bride as well it's I'm kind of a little, not overwhelmed, but I'm a little bit kind of, wow, this is kind of re really happening, you know. Um, I went for my hair trial last week, just, I had a, an idea in mind, or rather my one of my girlfriends had a really good idea. Um, she's amazing with hair, she's very, very creative. And she just got it sh straight away on point, she absolutely did an amazing job. And I felt quite 
emotional really. Um, I'd had my makeup trial a few weeks ago as well and I think now I'm starting to see things coming together it's like oh my god this is really happening you know this is we're really getting married you know. Um, So yeah it's um, and then I had another little emotional kind of moment yesterday when my dad um you know my dad had asked about the color scheme and stuff for the wedding and he um he he showed me that he'd bought um a waistcoat that will go with the color scheme for the wedding and and I did get a little bit choked up I'm not gonna lie um he didn't notice thankfully well I don't think he did anyway and he's because he's ex-military um he's a veteran so he um is going to be wearing his um not not uniform because obviously he's not uh, no longer a, a soldier anymore but he's going to be wearing his colors from um you know they have like a special tie and um blazer and um I don't think he'll be wearing his blazer but he'll be certainly wearing his his guard's tie um, he was in the Coldstream Guard, so which actually, incidentally, the colours actually matched the theme of the wedding. So, um, you know, so it was very, very nice. So um, I decided I've got him some. Um, it's going to sound really strange, but I've ordered him some socks that say "Father of the Bride" on. But they say, um, "Of all these walks, uh, this one, uh, of all our, of all our walks, this one has this will be my favourite." Or, or words that effect. Um, yeah, I'm getting a lot of these, um, sort of inspirations and stuff from a particular, um, app and it's bankrupting me slowly. Um, and it just, I I think it'll be like a nice little personal touch. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, crazy really. Um, and just sort of things like playing the music, like I kind of know what my music choices are and. I'm pretty committed and I'm quite rigid in those in that respect and every time I hear the one that I plan to uh you know to, to for the bridal entrance um I actually um got a bit choked up really um it's a lovely song um all will be revealed um not giving too much away just yet um and um so last week, totally total conversation changer. I went to um, to Manchester last week, um, for those who follow my Insta, and I went to go and see my favourite band of all time in um, in Manchester, and that's Jimmy Eat World. Now a lot of people go who, and a lot of my colleagues. In fact, most about ninety nine point nine 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 percent of my colleagues went, who are they then? And they. They were absolutely phenomenal. They were amazing. And we were pretty close to the front row, which was just like, wow, it was amazing. Anyway, they came back to do their encore and um, they actually played, because I actually said to Big G while we were there, if they play our song, I am going to break down. And they actually did. They, I didn't break down, though. I did get a bit teary. Um and it was one of their ballads, and that's what I plan on our first dance to be. Um, actually, I, I can tell you because <laughs> I've already put it on Instagram. So it's um, a song of theirs called 23, which featured on their Futures album. 
and it's quite a long song it's about seven minutes long but the intro is about a minute and a half so um it's quite a long it's quite a lulling slow song um and it was really surreal because collectively I I turned around and the whole crowd put their torches on their mobiles I started swaying in the air with it and I was like oh my god this is amazing this is like I've never experienced anything like that before I'm a total uh totally got the bug for going for to concerts now um yeah it was absolutely amazing um and it was really emotional that they played that song as well it just kind of capped everything off so nicely um so yeah it's coming together um I keep saying that I know I think I'm saying it more to reassure myself really I just feel like I don't know if I've hit a bit of a stalemate in the wedding planning or if it's just I've actually genuinely forgot to do something um it's just all a case of paying for everything now which I'm not looking forward to um you only have to put a wedding attached to something and you're adding about 50 to 100 percent more on the actual product so yeah it's so sorry my alarm went off for my slow cooker just to let me know that it'd been four hours um so yeah I don't know if I got any interference over that recording then or if it just cut out completely so apologies for that um yeah so wedding planning um it's hard and it's very expensive it's uh I I just don't get I don't get it why the industry I mean you know if I worked in the industry I would be welcoming the um sort of the the money that I'd be raking but it's a very um it's a very expensive uh industry and it does uh, prey on your emotions and um your you know that kind of wanting to please people um and of course you want to you know make your guests enjoy their day and have something nice to look at and stuff but you'd be amazed at the amount of like stuff that you just don't need so we've been quite um I say we me because big g's just kind of let me take the reins um there's a lot of stuff I've just kind of disregarded at all um you know we um we favoured not uh, we're not having favours for example because you know for that however many few quid that um you know and it does add up and if we do get full capacity for our guests you know you're talking possibly about up to 150 pound uh, for favours which may just be foil covered chocolate hearts which people are either going to eat or they're going to leave behind so we made a conscious effort between us um and I don't know if I mentioned this in previous episodes but uh, Big G recently lost a friend in a climbing accident and um you know the valiant efforts of the local mountain rescue um teams that came to his aid um you know bearing in mind these these people aren't um they're volunteers they're not paid to go up on the mountains and risk their lives for yours um you know and these are highly skilled people that have you know normal day jobs but they're on call 24 hours a day 365 days a year to keep people on the mountains safe so we I did some thinking and it usually comes to me about sort of two o'clock in the morning um and I just sort of sat up in bed and I thought 
we're going to do a donation. We're going to do a donation on behalf of our guests. So instead of spending like that £150 on naff stuff that people aren't going to appreciate or remember, we're going to donate that money to charity and it is going to be spread across two of our local mountain rescue teams. So, um, and I, I hope it will honour uh, Big G's friend's memory uh, in that respect too. Um, so that that's one sort of thing we're kind of going against tradition in that way. Uh, the other thing is obviously, you know, not having a sit-down reception because we can't be bothered. It's just it, it's just too much faff for us. And Big G doesn't like the small talk and he doesn't want to, you know, be sat down and eating a three-course meal and uh, that's costing us essentially another one to £2,000 for the venue. Um, again, it's a lot of sort of heavily traditional stuff that, we don't want to do so we're having what's called a twilight wedding so we're getting married we're having the ceremony quite late um sort of late in the afternoon and then we're going on straight to the evening do the party which you know is what people look forward to and it's it so it's the celebration a bit of food and just happy joyful times you know and and it's just you know, um, there won't be any speeches, uh, you know, um, myself and my mum may do a speech, um, only just to kind of, kind of keep it, you know, and thank everybody and things like that, just to, you know, show our appreciation for people coming, turning up, um, you know, and we're still having the cutting the cake and we're still having the, the first dance, so there are some things that we're keeping and some things we're not, so, um, but, you know, I'm not sort of going out of my way to kind of please people because I think that's taken the focus from the the main reason why we're, we're choosing to get married, which is not to please other people. It's just to tie up everything like, neatly, if you like. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm nervous and excited about how I'm going to look on the day. You know, I'm, I, I kind of want to um make an impression um for the right reasons um and I want people to see that actually I can actually dress up and be a girl sometimes uh, <laughs> um so I am I'm looking forward to it um I'm more looking forward to being a married woman I know it sounds really sort of archaic and a bit weird but I am actually looking forward to being his wife and having that kind of you know that that I don't know, recognition? I don't know. Um, and I get to change my signature, which, if you speak to my colleagues, is um, awful, apparently. My, my signature is awful. So I will be changing... Um, well, I'm going to double barrel um, because I'm very much, uh, again, not keeping with tradition. My married name will be quite boring so I would like to have a uh, double barrel name just to make it interesting so um and little g's actually double barreled as well so it'll just tie in quite nicely um yeah it's gonna be strange it's gonna be uh weird being a missus somebody it's gonna be very very strange so 
yeah I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to all the bits in between as well like how little you know going on another camping trip with the dog who's now under my feet um you know I've got a couple of little things to do as well we've got a wedding to go to as well a friend's wedding so got wedding dress fitting I've got so there's a lot of stuff coming up in the next few weeks which is going to sort of sort of help break up the time a little bit but at the same time I hope I don't feel like I'm sort of not having enough time either so yeah it's all coming together quite nicely so like I said completely different to the rest of the stuff I've posted about in the last few weeks um mainly because I really want to focus on something hugely positive um I will always have time to deal with the bad stuff as weird as that sounds I'm putting it in a box and putting it away for now because no amount of sort of thinking over things is actually going to change anything so and I still haven't really sort of processed everything that's gone on with my dad and everything so um you know so that's an ongoing um thing really so yeah um thank you guys for listening and thank you always you know as always whether it's one person listening sort of however many times or you know um it's a a few of you listening a few times whichever I do appreciate everybody listening to my waffling on um it's you know I find it very sort of cathartic to be able to speak to the universe about um sort of my thoughts and feelings and sometimes it's easier in that way that I'm not sort of penting it all up and um sort of getting overwhelmed by everything so no once again thank you so much for, for listening to my podcast and for those who follow my um, any of my social media platforms thank you as well so um hopefully i'll speak to you soon and i will survive my first hand party so take care good night